Hello, welcome to Cold Pizza. My name is Rusty and I'm a pastor here at Christ the Lord Church in Dayton, Ohio. This is our weekly podcast where we take the opportunity to squeeze out every last bit we can from the proclamation of God's Word on Sunday. It's our chance to sit down with the preacher and tackle any further questions, applications, or other bits of leftover crust to chew on that didn't make it into the main meal. So grab a slice and join us this week with Pastor Matt. What's up, guys? Good to have you back in the yeah. pulpit. Yeah, I man, it's good to be back. Uh, this week you were riffing on uh, TLC or HGTV and did uh, Trading Spaces, right? Yeah, Jesus and John switch places. <laughs> no, I, I've never watched an episode of TLC anything. Yeah, I don't know if it's that one or not, but I've watched my fair share of HGTV. <laughs> well, I, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have not. Yeah, you know. it's it's enlightening and and fruity. Yeah, fruity. That's what I was. I was thinking. I still have my man cards, and you just said you're fruity. But I know how to use color now, though. So that it was, it was helpful. Know, it, it was wading into the deep end for a minute. But yeah, no, oh, that's helpful. Now, Jesus and John switch places. We were uh, finishing up the chapter uh, three of Matthew, so we're kind of moving forward. What's the pacing that we can expect uh, as we get into Jesus's ministry? I'm about the same. Okay. I mean, I, th- I think we're going to slow down probably a little bit during Sermon on the Mount, but, um, you know, funny, that's about the only, like, reference material, people sermons, books, <laughs> otherwise you can find out there is Sermon on the Mount. I'm like, there's the rest of the book of Matthew yeah. over here. I'm, like, offended, you know? That's where they just go, check the other synoptics. <laughs> like, man, this, is, this is good stuff. Like. His use of Isaiah is just oh, in, yeah. incredible. He can, and he's going to continue doing it. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. So yeah, this week will be uh, four one through eleven, and then I think the next week we finish up chapter four, um, kind of the beginning of his ministry there and the calling of the disciples. That'll temptation. all be kind of lumped together. Well, temptation before that, I'm going to handle that this week mm-hmm. on its own. Okay. Probably could spend a couple weeks on the temptation of Jesus, but uh, at this point, I'm not planning to do that. But there's so much to talk about in the realm of um, when does something actually become uh, sin, and how does that relate to our sin nature, mm. and how does that relate to justification versus sanctification? Mm, that's good. So. Yeah. Um, there, you know, I come into every situation with a sin nature that's different than Jesus. Um, and just because I have a particular proclivity to sin in a way, that proclivity to sin in a way has been covered underneath the blood of Jesus in my justification. So I don't need to repent for it mm-hmm. the same way I need to pr- repent for if I then out of that proclivity uh, commit a sin, a particular sin, now I need to repent. So mm-hmm. I've now acted on that. Um, so the question, so it's not a matter of is one sin and the other not sin, like is the desire sin or is it not? Mm-hmm. Well, the desire, like that, that, that's coming out of my sin nature. Uh, is th- thoroughly sin, but if I don't act on that desire, then I, I don't need to uh, walk in repentance 
uh, or ask or repent for that the same way I do if I acted on that sin. Sure. Um, I should thank God for the righteousness of Jesus that covers that desire mm-hmm. and and see it as the uh, abiding you know sin nature that is still in me, but it's been justified. It's looking been looking forward to the new it, man. It's been paid for. I mean, otherwise we would all be literally repenting every second. We should never stop yeah. repenting. Um, and and yes, we believe we should be repenting daily of all kinds of things. But that's the thing of all kinds of things. Like mm-hmm. and um, so, anyways, all to say that's coming this Sunday. I'm still fleshing all that out, but definitely got to be looking ahead this week if you're not in the habit of doing that. Yes, please uh, do that. You, help you get ready <laughs> for for those kinds of questions. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of Old Testament <laughs> pictures in that as well that will be echoed. So, uh, something I wanted to lead with real quick uh, and just give you a moment, particularly for those of you. Uh, who may not be or have gone through our biblical theology class. This is the second time in short order that uh, you guys have reached into the Old Testament for something that's not explicit. So the first one was that he'd be a Nazarene. And Pastor Jeff was explaining those kinds of things. And this week you trot out all this water from the Old Testament. I know, right? Yeah, so so what gives? Where's this? Why are we allowed to do this? Why are we allowed to say, hmm, this seems to fit? Um... I don't know if I have a textbook answer for you. <laughs> That's fine. We have a whole class for that. Um, I just my 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 answer to that would just simply be that's what Matthew's doing. Like, I I don't know how you can unsee that, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how you can not see that. Um, I don't know how you can miss the um the dove correlations. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, now this is different than us pushing a passage to say something that it doesn't say. Um, but but Matthew is is referencing these things. He's he's that's why I made particularly the point of he says Isaiah forty one. I he is he is hinting at it here. We know Isaiah 41 is in his head because he quotes it explicitly later on. Hey, enjoy your soda you just opened there, Russ. Uh, This episode of Cold Pizza uh, brought to you by Big K. Lemon lime soda, zero sugar. Sounds gross. Enjoy that. It's it's just as good as Starry and way cheaper. (laughs) I mean, CRMS. So he, he quotes it exactly. Yeah. Later on in Matthew that's, that's, 12. That's so huge. You can't just overlook that. That's why yeah. I really belabored that point. I'm belaboring it again here. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not saying, oh, he said the word the. So, <laughs> and he said the word the in Isaiah 42. So it must be the same thing. Yeah. Because one, that one is, is, I think, more obvious than, you know, the wordplay that Jeff was talking about with Nazarite, Nazarene. Like, that's, I mean, both of them are creative, but. Like that's a different type of creativity, but it's, it's thoroughly practiced throughout the scriptures yeah. by other authors and stuff. Well, well and the other thing too is you got to look at. That's why I also belabored. Uh, I don't know if I belabored, but I at least made it a point to say we should not step out of the routine that Matthew or the pattern that Matthew has yeah. already established. Yeah. If Matthew was not referencing the Old Testament mm-hmm. at all. Then don't randomly start doing it. Yeah, then don't randomly start doing it with a vague or ambiguous one, right? Mm-hmm. But he's been doing this very clear and explicitly. Yeah. And particularly from Isaiah. Mm-hmm. 
So we should do the same thing here. We should keep keep pace with what he's been doing. Yeah. So more textbook answer for you. We were deep, reaching deep into our biblical theology tools of typology and multiple horizons of fulfillment. And uh, to more explicitly answer any kind of cringe you might have in your soul, uh, go to 1 Corinthians 10 where Paul explicitly says uh, that all of these things that happened in the Old Testament were not just recounting history but explicitly for your example. Yeah. These things happened for us today. So, yeah, yeah don't get your uh, your knickers in a twist and, uh, and, and worry about that, although – um, you might have to do some hard work to, to reach back to some of these, and, and that's okay. So let's uh, let's go into more of the actual meat and potatoes component. So we're driving towards uh, repentance. We're driving towards helping us understand, specifically as we've talked about, and I think Jeff mentioned this in um, Cold Pizza last week or the week before, that usually when we talk about Christ, we talk about the person and work of Christ. Yeah. It's not just him. Uh, but also his work and his work then we're putting in kind of what you were tackling yesterday of his keeping the law perfectly for us, fulfilling uh-huh. it, uh, and and then the earned righteousness aspect that comes with that. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just him taking our sin, but it's that component too. And that's that's where you started to get into explaining his, uh, his confessing and repenting for us. Yeah. And that big question of, so then why do we still do it? Even, yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of question. If I'm... If I'm elect, uh, if if God has elected me towards salvation, then why do I have to accept Jesus? If God is sovereign, then why do I have to pray? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, first, just to recap, there, he goes down into the water as both Jesus and Israel, mm-hmm. right? As taking on the sins of God's people. Mm-hmm. And he does so and and when he when that is put on his back, when he puts and God puts the sins of of his people on his back, then Jesus goes and confesses um or or the way I said it in my sermon, we should agree with God concerning our sin. So he goes into the water agreeing with God concerning the sinfulness of what was just placed on him. So mm-hmm. he is saying, God, you are holy. Uh, your people are not. I'm identifying with your people. We need your cleansing work. Please cleanse me. And Jesus and then takes the wrath that was due for that um, and then comes out triumphantly out of the grave. Um, so that's... So, so that leads us into the, the question you just asked of, so then why do we uh, repent? Well, I, I have another quick thought before I get to that question. And that is, I, I chose not to answer that question in the sermon. Um, I could have. There was room for it. Um, I don't think the passage demanded that I address it. And sometimes I purposefully will not address something that might resolve tension in someone's mind so that they have to deal with the bare thing that I just said. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So, like, Jesus repented for you. Deal with it. Right? Go apply it. Go wrestle with it. Love it. 
hopefully. Repent where you don't believe it. Uh, think through it. Uh, resolve it in your head. I'm not going to address the other thing. I, I want you to deal with that. Um, that tension. Because it's really easy for us to have tension. To then get something that relieves the tension. And never actually think through or deal with what was causing us tension in the first place. Mm-hmm. So... I, I I purposely chose not to to deal with the why, and and instead I kind of gave a, a head nod to it in a kind of a negative way where I said if you're if you're thinking well then why do I repent then you're already on the wrong foot yeah um which what I was referring to there is kind of the person well if Jesus paid for my sin then you know maybe I can just go on sinning because grace abounds, right? That was that was kind of a uh, don't do that moment mm-hmm. to those who, were, well, then why do I need to repent? If you're just throwing your hands up, well, then why do I need to repent? Then you're already in the wrong place. But if your posture is, all right, like I get that, and I'm, man, I'm so thankful for that, then what is the like... What role? What's the role of repentance? Yeah. yeah. Th- then that's a good place to be. So mm-hmm. I want to be clear on that. That that's 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 not who I was talking to in that kind of snarky moment or kind of straight <laughs> at it moment yesterday. Um, all right. So now the answer to the question: Why? Well, so if in our justification Jesus perfectly repents for us, then our standing before God never changes, no matter what. Mm-hmm. That and when I say no matter what, I literally mean no matter. No matter what, mm-hmm. um, including the thoroughness of your repentance. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, we believe you got to import into all this the things we've taught and we've learned from the scriptures. Yes, those who are truly redeemed will go on in repentance and faith. They will not go on sinning. This so grace may abound. They're not going to do that. So, yes, repentance is, is going to be a regular practice, daily practice for every true believer until Christ comes, and they will persevere in that. Um, but nevertheless, regardless of, of that and the thoroughness of it, Jesus um, was all of the repentance that we needed in that moment. So in that sense, no matter what happens, our justification is secure, including the thoroughness of our repentance. And so our relationship with the Lord from his side never changes. He loves us infinitely, thoroughly, securely. He perseveres in that for all of eternity. It never shifts, changes, nothing. Amen. Nothing. However, when you and I sin... And then the thoroughness of our repentance impacts our side mm-hmm. of it. That, that, but to put that in practical terms, if I've sinned and my repentance is not thorough, then it's going to hinder my enjoyment of mm-hmm. that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to hinder my receptivity of that love mm-hmm. right so so very practically when we sin we feel what dirty do dirty people uh 
receive like people who perceive themselves as dirty do they receive love easily no mm-hmm. what do they do they hide yep they they cover themselves that's a shame that's what adam and eve did god still loved them right and he shows that when he comes and he covers their nakedness and he deals with their shame right mm-hmm. he he still loves them. Nothing changed in, in that sense. God still loved them. He was going to see them through. But for them, they felt naked and ashamed. Mm-hmm. They went, and then what they do? They hid. Um, they, they, when God came asking for where they were, they, God knew where they were at. Again, nothing changed on God's side. Mm-hmm. Everything changed for Adam and Eve. Yeah. So when you and I sin... Everything changes for us. Mm-hmm. And the extent to which our repentance is thorough is the extent to which that sin disentangles or it, the, that sin is disentangled from mm-hmm. our ability to perceive God's love, our ability to trust God's love, our, our walking in the confidence of God's love and his grace and uh, assurance and, and all those things. So... Mm-hmm. Why do, why do we repent? It's it's not for God's good. Yeah. It it does it's it's for our good. Mm-hmm. Like but that act of repentance that is for our good impacts ultimately for the glory of God. Yep. Because the more I enjoy, the more I believe, the more I trust in God's grace and love and mercy and power and all those things on your behalf. What? Yeah, on my behalf. The more, the more I trust all those things, the more I ascribe to him that those are true, the more glory he gets. Well, what is the thing that hinders how much I ascribe to him those things that are true of him? Well, my sin does. Mm-hmm. So if my repentance is lacking thoroughness, it affects how much I ascribe to God what is true, which affects how much my life honors and glorifies the Lord, which impacts how much, which is deeply connected to how much I enjoy and uh, live Mm -hmm. in the bountiful goodness of God. Yeah. So that's why. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's great. That's why. Yeah. We repent. We repent so that the the junk can be removed. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn in this next portion of, of, um, of Matthew in the beginning of chapter four, because, because we go from here from the spirit fell upon Jesus in the baptism to now the spirit leads Jesus out to be tempted. Well, what happens in temptation? Well, Satan tempts, God tests. And mm-hmm. and a lot of times they're they're the same event, but temptation and testing are for two different purposes. Mm-hmm. God uses temptation to do testing. Well, what is what does he test? What does his testing do? Well, it draws out the imperfections, the the evil, the sin that's that is hindering us mm-hmm. from knowing, loving, trusting, and obeying God. So God uses those moments to, to draw out of us the things that um, would hinder our ascribing to him um, that looks a lot like enjoying those things um, that brings honor and glory to him and good for us. Mm-hmm. So that that's the, the why uh the, that we repent. Yeah. Amen. That we confess and repent. Yeah. Well, because that's such a uh, litmus test for our actual worship. Like, what are we aimed at? 
Uh, because to not repent then is an indication that we're still in love with our idols. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're still in love with the confusion that we've bought into. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're still absolutely. So then, um, I I made this comment, um, that your blanket <laughs> confessions are just stupid. I think is what I said. I repent of everything bad that I have done today. So, so here's. So I'll here's keep, why here's why that's dumb. Jesus has already repented for all of those sins. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 thorough uh, and it's more than a blank. It's what I want to confuse people cuz his his confession was not just a uh God forgive everything that that he has done. Mm-hmm. It was God he has sinned in this way. In this way, 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 with utter perfect detail. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to go back to what I said. What is repentance for? Well, repentance is for our side of the table, mm-hmm. right? Well, if it, repentance is for our side of the table, what good does a blanket confession do? I mean, at best, at best, and at most, it might spur a posture of humility, right? Which which would be a good thing, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, a posture of humility is a good thing, not I suppose. It is. Well, you're but, supposing because it's probably cloaked in pride. <laughs> yes. Or uh, that's presum- why they don't want to get. Or or it's presumptuous. Yeah. Well, God knows. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, He knows, dummy. He does know. Mm-hmm. And he didn't need you to tell him that he knows. Like, wh- what's, why? So, we, we're, if the purpose is for our end of the table, and the goal on our end of the table is to remove anything that would hinder our ascribing to God everything that he has said about himself. Mm-hmm. How do you think we get those things out? Well, you just generally sweep the room you of just, all these things you, you stumbled over. You generally do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you you go in with precision. The picture I have in mind right now is that uh, I'm older now, and so I have to take you know some excursions to the restroom at night, right? Yeah. That can be a very loud like journey, or it can be a very quiet journey. It depends on whether or not I cleared the path on the way to the bed the first time while the lights were on, mm, right? Yeah. I can't get up in the middle of the night and be like, Lord, I pray that you remove every barrier from my life and then, you know, proceed to wantonly head to the restroom. So, no, you have to, with precision, move that shoe or mm. it's going to send you on your face again. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> we don't just generally remove all. No, no there are specific barriers. That are keeping you from fellowship with the Lord, yeah, in a, that sweet, true way that you're talking about. Yeah, you know, I think in when Mitch was talking about this point, he used the example of a husband and wife. I'll, I'll use a, I don't know the details of the examples he gave, but, um, but think about this with your spouse. If if one of you sinned or both of you sinned, and now you're at odds, okay. And your repentance looks like, both to God and to your spouse, man, you know, I just did some wrong things, and I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? 
here's what, which I think is what most of our marital conflict resolution and repentance looks like. It looks just like that. I'm sorry some things happened. I'm sorry I said some things. I'm sorry I didn't do some things. I didn't say some things. Whatever. Please forgive me. Can we be friends? You know, let's move on. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then we wonder why we're back at it again next week. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Because the things were not fixed on your side of the table. Mm-hmm. And they weren't fixed on her side of the table. Why? Because no one actually repented. Because mm-hmm. repentance is, hey, when I said this, the evil that was in my heart was this. I desired this. I wanted this. I couldn't have this and so on and so forth. And that gave birth to me saying this or not saying this or doing this or not doing this. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And and here's how I should have acted, and I'll want to act going forward. Please forgive me. And, and I'm committing to doing these things by the grace of God and the power of the resurrection and, and believing what God has said. Mm-hmm. Like that, That's what my repentance should look like. Well, listen, just A, that's how God has told us to do it. But B, that's a really practical help mm-hmm. to not sinning again. Why? It's, it's practical because you have disentangled right belief from the wrong belief so that you can get the right actions away from the wrong actions. But it's also a great deterrent because who wants to do all that again? Yeah, whereas if you just generally do it, you essentially give yourself an excuse to again next time. Well, you just gave yourself a... He put a star up on the thing, and he's got five stars left, and so, you know, he got his... I guess it's not a star. It's a bad color you put up on the board. Yeah, and, I'll, I'll just you say know, oopsie I, again next week. I'll just Yeah, exactly. I'll just get my pass. Mm-hmm. Who wants to actually have to spell it out? Mm-hmm. Like who, who wants to do that? Yeah. You know, I, I sinned against Sarah on recently just in some of my attitude and, and, and I had to take like, like, I don't know, 24 hours to like, like I had already expressed uh, like my posture of, like, I, I love you, right? I had to think through in my mind how and what I needed to confess. You're already kind of like, I love you and I'm, I am sorry. I'm, I need some time to figure out how. Yes. Like, I know I've sinned. <laughs> how sorry I am. Like, like yeah. what, what, a, oh man, that, that reminds me, you know, back when we went through all that mess with, uh, with with a bunch of those pagans, like I was accused at one point of, and the phrase just rings out. I can't even remember who said it now. Not that I would say the name on here, but like, see, he only ever repents for for like wh- what he's repentant for, or something like that. And I'm like, well, what do you want? What do you want me to do? I I would like it if you would repent for my son as well. <laughs> Well, that's I think that's what they wanted. <laughs> See, he only repents. He's 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 so specific in what he repents for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, I am convictionally mm-hmm. repentant of only what I'm repentant for. Mm-hmm. I that, that, and I'm going to be specific. It's not. I mean, by God's grace, when I'm walking in the Spirit, it's not because of like I'm trying to get out of this or trying to get out of that. It's because. 
this is what I've sinned for, and it needs to be gone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sorry for that. Yeah. By God's grace, I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, By God's grace, that got put on the cross. This other right. stuff that you're talking about wasn't. That's right. And true repentance it, it can't, can't be happen. repented of. Repent. That's exactly right. Repentance cannot happen if a true sin hadn't been committed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So at that point, you're just really wanting me to empathize with your feelings that you don't like. Which is you just wanting to have power over me at the yeah. end of the day. And I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so why do we... I think the spouse example is a great example. Um, that's why like when you're parenting your kids and you're encouraging them to go repent, they should repent with specificity. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I hit you when you had my toy. I was being selfish and did not want to share it. And so I was going to, with force, take it back from you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and and that takes time to 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 develop those things, but you but you have to. Uh, as an adult, guys, I'm sorry, but you can't just still live in the realm of the golden rule. Like with my kids, we began with treat others the way that you want to be treated. That's the expectation. Okay, so then you start to explore why am I treating other people in a different way? Do I really want to be treated that way? <laughs> what what yeah. power do I think I have over other people? So yeah, that has to be developed. It takes time, and and we have no excuse to not dive into those things. Yep. So that's all. That's all good. Yeah. Our our home group tackled a few of those things. Um, like, why do I feel like I need to repent again for something? And some of that was tied to like I start to really understand the depth uh, mm-hmm. later. But the danger is that we can like do it because the first one wasn't good enough. Or that's not the point there, right? Yeah. Jesus did it completely. There is an aspect where you go like, oh, wow, yeah, this is really deep, you know. Yeah. But but we'll never know fully. Yeah. So there's that component. And we talked some about, uh, yeah, we can't repent of things that aren't actually sin. Yeah. Well, and if you, if you keep on sinning in it's this. It's a category error. <laughs> well, if you keep on sinning in the same way, even if it's. Uh, that was another conversation. Even if, it, even if it, it's in a. Uh, a good trajectory, meaning it's less frequently or it's less, you know, whatever. There's still the reality that there, there is still uh, falsehood and, and still belief that is entangled mm-hmm. in confusion and, and evil. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, there's still more work to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So, Well, that's helpful. We get to go see Jesus fight temptation this coming week, so I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, I want to encourage you guys all uh, to to repent. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom is here. So we'll see you next week. Go know, love, and obey Jesus as Lord over all.